and shine pinchers welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang rise and shine pinchers welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host so jimmy's here to help me answer your chief complaints of the week this is our weekly advice segment our anonymous advice segment where you guys submit recently you guys have submitted the best questions if today your question wasn't featured just hang tight because we have many good submissions recently so um it's yeah. getting juicier. It is getting here. juicy. It's it's getting juicier. Some of them I kind of want a little bit more of the tea. Well, I asked for some I want more. some more developments before I answer. Yes, I asked um, for them. Connie also likes to keep a lot of the details vague. Uh, a little vague. And it's to protect their identity. Okay. And, and I get so that, many people. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're a pincher and you have a complaint and you want to give us the juicy details and yeah. you're willing to allow us to share more of them not so much that we're going to say your name but maybe that it's going to get traced back to you no it's unlikely here's the thing is they give me juicy details i filter them out sometimes because i'm afraid for them because i'm a worry war i'm like oh like what if someone can piece together who this is but so anyways this isn't per se a chief complaint but i discuss this almost once a year on my instagram and i want to make this a yearly discussion on my podcast now as well Every time I go to the OBGYN for a checkup, I always come back. Like, I remember I did this two years ago and last year. I always have a report back about how much I love the OBGYN, which is a weird thing to say because, like, I hate the process of the appointment. I hate the appointment itself. Like, the cold clamps and the putting your feet into the stirrups, horrible. The, like, feeling of, hey, by the way, they did a breast exam. I totally gaslit you. Oh, okay. Um, earlier, Jimmy was like, do they do a breast exam during your, like, OBGYN checkup? And I was like, no, silly. That's not their department. Yeah, you're That's... like, only a creep would do that. <laughs> That's only something a certain gymnastics doctor would do. Well, I was more like, I was like, no, it's a totally different part of the body. Women aren't all the same. Like, the uterus isn't the same thing as your breast. And then, like, so today I go for the OBGYN appointment. She's like, all right, sit back first. I'm going to do a breast exam. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> she's like what i'm like nothing um but anyway so can confirm unhealthy everywhere but i just want to say every year i don't know what it is about the OBGYN office there's this air of girl power because every single OBGYN i've had uh, granted i always elect for female only mm-hmm. they're just like fabulous like today's was the cutest like young trendy cool funny down-to-earth comforting doctor like we talked about like everything like we, we talked about stress like my first new job um i was trying to suss out if this was her first job because i feel like when she like, walked was in she relating to you or kind of like helping i don't support. think so she <laughs> maintained a level of professionalism that i should strive to maintain more <laughs> because i definitely let my vision know it was my first job um but no it's like she walked in and immediately i was like oh my gosh she's so cute and young and then i was like oh my gosh she's gonna see my like hoo-hahs and stuff and then but then immediately she made me feel at ease because like the OBGYN and the dentist are two similar locations in that you feel so vulnerable and judged because they're looking at like your inner crevices that you can't really see yeah and I don't want teeth removed from either of those crevices (laughs) so anyways so then you know I think a lot of women out there can share the sentiment that going to the OBGYN is like not a fun experience but it doesn't sound it no, but she immediately put me at ease in a way where I strive to someday someday be a dentist like like to 
be that kind of a dentist because like like I said it's a stressful environment but she immediately just like made me feel so comfortable um we talked about like like weight gain and things like that she's like oh yeah like she was just so relatable while also being professional um and then we talked about how she's like I was like I'm so sorry like if I like I'm ticklish and I also don't really like love the experience of getting the exam and she's like oh my god like I hate going to OBGYN and I was like really and her and the MA were like making me feel more comfortable um it wasn't like this big thing like I wasn't like that like traumatized or anything but it was just like a little extra touch having those two strong like women in the room both like really like great personalities I was like wow women are so cool like I love women in healthcare like I was telling my Instagram this I was trying so hard to not turn it into a podcast episode, but the wheels were turning in my head and I was like, I want her to be a guest. Like she was literally like, how many alcoholic beverages could you consume a day? And I feel like I was like, oh my God, like what was your new grad experience like? Like how was your first job? Like, is this your first job? I'm like, tell me about your challenges. What was what was something surprising that you didn't realize? How was your residency for OBGYN? And I, and and I couldn't- like, again- Alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Normally, if you keep talking this long, that means there's a problem. <laughs> Well, either way, she, I controlled myself, but I was like, she has no idea how much I love her right now. Um, at the end, I told her she did fantastic and blah, blah, blah. But I wish she could be, okay, so I'm planting the seeds. I know I don't want to go back to that office necessarily because that's in the city. Mm-hmm. So my plan is next year. Did you get her year... contact information? Well, yes. If well, she's a resident, she might be going She's not a resident. I think she's like an experienced person um i think she does work in another office so i'm gonna track her down because it's not in the city because i still go to the OBGYN i went to during school and that's in the city the city vagina doctor (laughs) yes the city vagina doctor very glitzy and glamorous (laughs) (laughs) the big city the city mouse (laughs) the glitzy stirrups about the word you want to hear next to vagina (laughs) sorry dad no i i want to go to like the countryside So, anyways, I'm gonna stop her down. (laughs) (laughs) They have to have gynecologists. I mean, Mary needed somebody. (laughs) Yeah, no, Mary had someone to deliver Jesus. Um, but anyway, so I'm next year I'm gonna track her down and I'm gonna see her if she works in the suburbs because I loved her. And that's on another year of Connie loving the gynecologist. (laughs) But not for the same reason. Because you remember last year's Jimmy? Last year, I think <laughs> she told you to wear sunscreen. <laughs> okay, I need to preface this by saying, you guys, every year that I love the gynecologist, it has nothing to do with that exam. It's the opposite of that exam, because like I said, I hate that exam. It's because the gynecologist has a certain air of girl power that is, like, so powerful. My, my gynecologist last year, she was, like, a more seasoned, like, older woman, kind of, like, mother age, mm-hmm. and she would, like, just made me feel so well taken care of. Like, she was asking me questions, like, like, do you wear sunscreen? Do you, like, take your vitamin D? Like, she honestly felt like a PCP. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from that appointment being like, well, first of all, women in healthcare, incredible, love them. But then I walked away from that appointment being like, oh, like, it makes you, you as a patient feel so well taken care of when you ask about those details about being healthy that might not be within your scope, but, mm-hmm. like, or not your scope, that might not be within your, like, realm of, like, specificity, but... It makes you feel so good. So I strive as a dentist now because of last year's experience. All the time, I ask my patients, like, are you getting enough sleep? I'm like, you got to take care of yourself. Like, stop doing it. Like, I talk about every little detail of their life. Like, teeth mm-hmm. is probably, like, the last part of our spiel. But that woman really impacted me a lot. And this year's was fantastic, too. So you, I wish guys had, like, a version of this. 
and the digital rectal exam just you don't get that you told me not yet yeah no see we have to do it you know what she told me because i was laughing about Mm -hmm. that what you told me with her i was like yeah my fiance says he doesn't do like the finger up the butt thing yet um and then she was like did you know i didn't know this pelvic exams like what she did for me today cost more than the guy exams because it's considered more invasive and i'm like Uh, well yeah they put like metal up there yeah (laughs) there's metal yeah luckily i wasn't due for my Uh, pap smear because like that Schmear. Schmear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do for that because I really just you like the sensation of that. With your pap Ew. Okay. So, anyways, that Wait, was. Hold on. One more joke. What? Um, I I'm find scared. it. <laughs> I guess, like, I'm curious. This is more a question. Do you want to know audience. what happens? No, it's more a question for the audience out there. Okay. Is it normal at your OBGYN to have a different doctor every year? Because I find it strange that these people. Seem less committed to your hoo-ha than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good joke. Um, but no, I go to a teaching hospital, so like they're always gonna be different. I guess, but if that person actually works there, yeah, I don't really know. But I'm not exactly like someone that has to go that regularly. I just do an annual checkup. I would just prefer so that's if fine. You had some consistency well, I told there. them. I I said next time, can I see this PA again? It was a PA. She was oh, fantastic. PA. And they were like, yeah, so they scheduled me with her on this arbitrary day in December. I'm like, now I know how it feels. Because at the dental office, they ask you, like, are you going to be free in, like, July 7th of 2024? And I'm always like, well, yeah, it's part of our job to schedule the six month. But today, the woman looked me dead in the eyes and was like, are you free December 18th? 2024 at 1 p.m. And I was like, I guess I will be. <laughs> so sure. I like put it in there. Um, but I know and, how it feels now. Yeah, I mean, you're going to bail on this practice. So I don't know. To, but to want. find her, to find her, I, I want to find her. <laughs> Without being creepy, I want to see her again. <laughs> see, this is the thing. When I say I love the OBGYN, it's not because of a creepy, weird reason, you guys. It's just because like those women have power. There's something really cool and girl bossy about them. <laughs> All right, okay, chief complaint of the week is, I'm choosing between a job offer I recently got versus doing another year of residency. Sick face, sick face, sick face. <laughs> like the sick face emoji. Mm-hmm. All right, so this person said, essentially, I can either go back to the freaking blank, which is a very like prestigious, awesome opportunity for this person that they had already experienced before. So they said, I can either do this really prestigious, awesome, like once in a lifetime kind of job opportunity, or I can go do a second year of being underpaid as a resident, but in something I really, really love. But it's like the other, like the prestigious option. How can I pass that up? So this person is choosing between a rock and a hard place, mm-hmm. a prestigious job offer once in a lifetime versus doing a second year of being a resident. And in terms of the residency, this is for a second year of a pharmacy residency. So on one route, we have this more prestigious job. Mm-hmm. Kind of name brand recognition. And, like, you don't want to turn it down because, like, what if, like, like when I originally was talking this through with Jimmy, I was like, that will always be there. The residency won't. But then I realized, like, it actually won't always be there. It's kind of the there. other way around. Yeah. Um, so that, well, and that, I think we'll get to. Wait, do pharmacy that. people do residencies for a second year, though, after they've been out for a year? You know what I mean? You could do it. You could? Do it, people actually it would, do that? It's very unusual, but yeah. if you're a competitive candidate, you could certainly do that. However, that's kind of beside the point. But maybe if you had a prestigious job experience, that would open doors. Yes. No. So I think that's the thing. So, so you, you can go this, you know, one particular pathway, uh-huh. uh, you know, work for a couple of years, 
have this on your resume and mm-hmm. that might allow you to have a lot of other opportunities to uh you know work in various capacities that mm-hmm. you might otherwise not be able to I think okay here's my answer to this I don't know too much obviously about like pharmacy residency mm-hmm. things even though I do know about the world this is how I make any tough decision and it's the Hannah Montana Hannah Montana theory okay. you've heard this before Okay, so Jimmy, this is how I make any hard decisions. Does it have to do with best of both worlds? Kind of, yes. Um, <laughs> so basically, in the show Hannah Montana, she was deciding between two boys, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like sitting on her porch, and she was like, "Oh, the universe, like show me which boy it is. Like, which boy should I choose? Which one am I meant to be with?" Um, and then, so luck would have it, somehow a gust of wind blows a picture of one of the boys down into her hand from her bedroom and she Mm -hmm. sees the picture of the one boy and she gasps and she goes i know who i want to pick and then the next scene pans to her telling that boy no and her choosing the other boy what happened was she realized when she saw the picture like when the universe gave her that one picture of the one boy Mm -hmm. she looked at him and she realized she actually didn't want him she felt disappointed it wasn't the other guy Mm -hmm. and i think that that is how i approach difficult decisions is imagining the universe giving me one of those options doesn't matter which one have the universe pretend like the universe gave you one of those options this How would you feel? Pretend. They got Oh, right. Option. Okay. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay, right. Let's say you got forced into one. Let's okay. say the universe said you have to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? Like, aside from the fact that the universe is making you not have a choice. Yeah. How would you feel, though? Would you feel disappointed that you're missing out on the other opportunity? Or would you feel the sense of peace being like, okay, this is what I was meant to have? Because I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of times in life... When I have been deciding, it's hard for me to say, let's let's do the example of choosing a job, right? Mm-hmm. When I was choosing a job and I had a job opportunity, like, it was all fine and great. This is obviously not the job I ended up with, but I had a job offer where, like, everything on paper was great. But then when it came down to the wire mm-hmm. and it was time to sign the things and, like, you know, officially do the thing, I had a feeling in my gut where I was like, this just doesn't feel right. I wasn't exactly sure why. I was saying no to something, like, really secure and stable that mm-hmm. I thought I wanted, but in my gut, I just kind of knew when I was presented that option, all of a sudden I knew I, I, I it just wasn't right in my gut. So I think that you should kind of, like, imagine you only have that one option. Like, pretend you're in that Hannah Montana moment. That photo of that thing is flying to you in your hand. The photo is there for this person. Okay, stop putting it in reality. It is. No, that photo has... Fo- that, okay, yes, you're yes, You're looking yes, at the yes, photo. The yes, photo is right. the job because you have to Because that's the hand. job. So you have this tangible job offer. Mm-hmm. And a or, really cool opportunity. Or you have to go through the match again. Mm-hmm. Go on a, a ton, of, ton of interviews. You might... Uh, you probably would already you? Did, spent a bunch of time on applications. I have a question. Would you be able to live with yourself? Would you feel okay if, let's say, you didn't match, though? Knowing that you turned down this opportunity, how would that make you feel? Well, there's this other, a little less... What? Is it ethical? I don't know if ethical is the right word, but you could accept Oh, they this. say you matched? So you're... Because this person is in a residency right now. Yeah. They have to finish that program. Mm-hmm. Um... The, the job they're waiting for, they know that. They have to wait until mm-hmm. the end of the year. You could do something a little shady, accept the position. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and then, then see if you still, match. And then still, you know, take your chances on the match. If you match, you're going to have to bail on this other opportunity. I don't like that because then you're really going to burn a really big right. important so that, bridge. That is like a super bridge burning move. 
Almost, I know some people oh, do it, but... People definitely do it. I, I don't recommend it. I think it's bad. But you're just playing the devil's advocate so that they but don't it's, the it's option. But it's an option. Yeah, it's a thought. It, I but that if, if you're going down that route, that means you're not sure which one is not the guy in the picture, right? Here's the thing. Yeah. I think if you are willing to go down that route, though, that just means that you shouldn't take that job. Because if you're willing to pursue a path where you could lose that job, then like just don't. Because that means that that's not important enough. Right, yeah. So it's it's either that this is like, and I think sometimes you get you get real excited. I remember when you got your first offer, you were real excited the first yes, day. Yeah, and I was just happy someone wanted yeah, me. Yeah, and I like you were excited. I was excited, and then after it kind of settled down, you're like, I don't know about this. Like, what do you think? And you know and what then, was the thing? And then like I had maybe reservations that I didn't share with you because I didn't want to take away from your excitement. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I did have the subtle feel. I don't know if this helps whatsoever, but I did have the feeling of like being kind of resentful for myself for not wanting the opportunity because I was like, you're so lucky. Like this person's great. Like this is a great opportunity on paper. It's perfect. But for whatever reason, like my gut just, I guess, directed me towards mm-hmm. this job that I have now, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you have any... One percent of feeling like I should want this more. Um, just know, like that's probably a sign. Um, it was a really tough decision to make, but I'm ultimately very thankful. And I had a feeling I'm like, there's a reason why I feel like this. Like I have to see this out, see this through, kind of, and like see what's the reason for me to like pursue something else. Because there has to be something else for me out there if this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I also want to question too. I'm very curious. I don't know this. The things that you love so much about this residency, doing what you love, is there any way that you could still find an aspect of that at the prestigious job? I am curious. I want the listener to think, like, is there any way that the things I love about that residency, if I could still implement that or learn that on the job at the Mm -hmm. other, at the prestigious job? Because just because you don't do a residency something too, I think you can still have an opportunity to like learn more, do more, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I th- oh, and I do want you to speak on this too, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of at like a pretty like well-known hospital too. I want you to talk about your experience, like how you thought that's helped you or mm-hmm. not helped you or what, what was that like for you? Yeah, I think that was definitely kind of a decide, like part of my decision when I took that position, even though it was also kind of just, it was the closest job to you. <laughs> um, but that was another thing I kind of thought about is that it was a, a well-known hospital mm-hmm. that when you leave there and people see that name on your resume, it's impressive mm-hmm. and they recognize it. It like opens doors. And it opens doors or, yeah, and it, or I think it gets your resume through that initial phase, mm-hmm. almost guaranteed if you have something that looks pretty good in terms of where your prior employment was. Yeah. Um, so I think it was really beneficial. I think I was able to really use that to, uh, you know, spin myself into my new position. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct well, me if I'm wrong. So my impression of like the, of like doing residencies and whatnot is that specializing in a realm will mm-hmm. give you access to that realm faster at like a younger age or whatever. But mm-hmm. I do think a lot of what I see personally is just that like after many, many years of working, like for you, for example, you didn't specialize in Amcare, you specialized in psych. But after working for four to five years, now you're in an Amcare position. Yeah. So I do think there's something to, to acknowledge there that like a residency may be your fast track to getting into a certain field, but it's not your only track. And like, just think about how like after many years too, you could always end up 
in that field. You can, you definitely can find a way to make a pivot. And yeah. I think there's... It'll just be slower. It might be slower. It might take some time. You might have to you know, apply to more things to or pivot. Or get more certifications. Down the line. Um, so that's that's where it's kind of tough. If you, ha- if you know you want to go a certain direction and that's the direction you're going to stay for the next 10 years or so, mm-hmm. go that way. Don't have a second thought. Yeah. If you're a little less certain, uh, it's, it's a little trickier. But I think, I kind of think doing the specialized training earlier is worthwhile. But only if you're not doing the warm fuzzies about the really big the, job. The really big job. Yeah. That uh, would be my, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Because I think as once in a lifetime as this position might be, mm-hmm. the opportunities that you can get from having the specialized residency training especially the pgy2 mm-hmm. i think really sets you apart and really adds to your marketability in a way uh, more so than that job. just a name brand job does interesting i i thought originally we were headed in the opposite direction on the thought i thought originally we were i mean obviously no matter what we're leaving it, off this episode saying you you can make the decision because we're not we don't have like the but, full picture but that's like and, and i'm i'm kind of making the assumption that they're going to a job that is clinical but not patient facing clinical. I don't know. Based I don't know. I have a feeling that getting the experience while you're young from the residency is gonna be more important for your mm. overall career. On your development. Trajectory. Yeah. Whereas this other position might be really awesome and might open certain doors, but I think it's gonna keep more doors closed than the other one will. So you've kind of heard every single perspective possible. Editing Connie here. This kind of actually ties into what I was saying earlier about the Hannah Montana method. Um, so today, Jimmy and I literally discussed with you every single option possible and our thoughts on like the pros and cons of literally each. So like take note of like how you felt when we brought up certain ideas. If you like internally felt resistance when you when we said like go the prestigious job route, maybe that's a sign that you shouldn't go that route. Or if you felt resistance when we were like, oh, you should do the residency route. Maybe that's a sign that you shouldn't do that. I just thought this was like an interesting thing to pick up on. So think about how you feel throughout this episode. Like if we sent you on any roller coasters or if you felt a certain type of way whenever we mentioned a certain path. I just want to leave it off that it feels like a really, really big decision. And it is. But no matter what, like it's going to unfold the way it's supposed to. So I almost want you to alleviate yourself of that pressure. Like choose what feels right for you in this moment because you'll never be faulted for choosing what felt right in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how your career spans out, no matter how you end up pivoting, you could end up back at this prestigious place. You, like you never know, like nothing's set in stone. Um, so because of that, like I just want to end this off by like don't stress so much and like don't, um, don't feel so much pressure to have to have it figured out because in every big life decision that we've ever had, it's just been about putting one foot in front of the other, choosing what feels right in the moment, and the rest will unfold the yeah. way it's supposed to. It's all about the warm fuzzies. The warm fuzzies, but the warm fuzzies immediately ahead of you. Don't plan 10 years ahead or even, like, don't plan a million years ahead because you never know how much you're going to grow and change and the random things you're going to like. Just, like, do what that you know is right, like, currently. In, in the moment that's going to serve you. I would say, like, that will serve First, you right like, in the next year. five years or so. Just the next Okay, in year. the next year. <laughs> well, I think this is a next year decision because this yeah. is apply for residency or take a job. Uh, yeah. And then we didn't even unpack the financial aspect of this. Sure, let's unpack that. But 
that it's tricky because it's a consideration. You want to make money, but the thing I is, it's just one year. It's just one year. One year is very small in the grand scheme of things. And now with the new save program, uh, <laughs> which Connie will talk about on another. Yeah, episode. I had a student loan expert talk to me about it today, and Jimmy was eavesdropping, little nosy. Yeah, um, you but... can fi- you can make it so your interest doesn't even accrue on the loan. Yes, uh, <laughs> they're like I wasn't asking about the interest on my loan, but it's important. But yes, 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 uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so you could totally do it. Um, Stop doing whatever you're doing. Oh, I'm picking my toenails. It's there. gross. Okay. You keep touching my inner thigh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ew! I wasn't planning on doing that. <laughs> and you're, you're not doing it in a flirty way. <laughs> you know, it was my toenail. Um, the, what was I going to say? Yeah. One year in the grand scheme of things too, even though it is like lower pay for one year, think about how fast 2023 fell for you. It flew by, right? I'm guessing it flew by at least the summer to now flew by. It's going to be the same for you next year. So if you do choose to go this one route of, um, to, to go this route of being in residency for one year, just know it's going to fly by just like this year did. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm 100% biased because I did a PGY1 and a PGY2. Yeah, um, and so I'm biased because I love prestigious that. things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> prestige um, is great. Prestige is great. Although I must say, I was talking to Jimmy about this off air. I do feel like for every single prestigious thing I've ever done or like achieved, I guess, you know, like going to yeah. like getting into Tufts Dental School versus a different dental school. Like, uh-huh. like I chose Tufts for the right. prestige, let's be yeah. honest. Um, not that I like, I actually did really like Tufts. I'm not one of those people that hated their school, but I do think there's something to be said where you get there and you're kind of like, this is it. <laughs> I mean, it's different for you because you've had experience at this prestigious place. But for me, um, anytime I've like gone into a situation where it's a really like famous person I'm meeting or a very prestigious mm-hmm. opportunity, I always walk away being like, huh, that was like normal, normal right. person, normal place. Yeah. yeah so that, <laughs> they have their own problems. Yeah, so since this person's been to this <laughs> they place They kind of know the vibe. You know if it's it or not. I think that's actually encouraging, though, for this prestigious thing. Not to flip-flop back to this side, um, because you would know by now if you didn't like this prestigious place. So the fact that you are entertaining the idea must mean, like, you kind of did like it, you know? True. Uh, um, so now right, that we've given you every single option possible, every, we've, we've, we've probably made you more th- confused. Full 360, but I think we've given you things to look about, yes. little baby pincher. It's and, just fun uh, for us to, like, play with the options. Ultimately, you get to decide. But please update us. Well, obviously, just just update us on how it goes. Um, and we're invested. Connie and Jimmy could be the marionette. Uh, the puppets. Puppeteers. No, because then you'd be, like, pulling the strings one way. I'd be like, what are you doing? Stop. I'm going to pull it this way. And you're like, no, I want to do it this way. And They're then, chasing this string. No, yeah. And then, like, the puppet is just like, doot, doot, doot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but anyways thank you so much for listening today i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you like what you heard please leave a rating and a review on apple Podcasts or spotify um and we will see you guys next time bye, bye.